If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Today we have Confessions of a Trader with us. We have Seb and Steve from Confessions of a Trader. We're really excited for this conversation because this is, for us, a brand new band. You guys have already released an album prior, back back a couple years ago, uh, but we're really excited about this new release, uh, and so obviously we'll want to talk all about that. But before we do that, Seb and Steven, do you want to just say hi, and what do you do in the band? Yeah, so uh, I'm Stephen, and I'm the vocalist of Confessions. Hi, I'm Seb, uh, and I play drums. Lovely. The person, the most important member of Confessions, and the person who thinks he's the most important member of Confessions. (laughs) (laughs) And and we'll leave that up to them to decide who that is. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, we're really excited. Do you guys want to talk about the history of Confessions? You know, you guys have been around for a few years now, but uh, can you take us back to whenever Confessions started and how that started and uh, kind of take us up to this moment? Cool. Um, well, it it started as uh, four guys kind of meeting up online. Like the, the our guitarist, Jack, uh, bass player, Tony, our original drummer, uh, found me and I put up some horrific demos online. I think I'd done a cover of Confined by Azalea Dying, and I was just going, <laughs> like, barking, and they went, you're going to be perfect for this. And obviously, my technique hasn't changed much. I, just, I still bark at people. Um, <laughs> but we we kind of were, were the, the first kind of iteration, and we, I said to the boys as I came down, I was like, oh, I think we need another guitarist, and I dragged one of my close mates down i was like you play guitar and you can shout a little bit we'll, we'll we'll stick you in a room and that's kind of how the the band was initially born it was like found me online these guys have gone to school together and we kind of lived a two three hours away from each other and we did a you know a, a year or two with that kind of lineup and released a, a very small ep and then kind of rebranded the whole band um and Seb joined as we kind of shifted a few members out, but what we really liked, we really liked the name. 
so we stuck with the name and we 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 kind of rebranded as as a brand new sound with the ep illuminate um which is what is what you can see is online is off uh, kind of our first release and seb joined i remember uh, you won't be able to see this now um his first audition with a uh, now i stand at six foot two so i'm a fairly tall guy and the, the context for this is seb walked in at six foot ten and he's the first man that i've ever had to look Jesus. up to and go whoa uh, like <laughs> proper crick my neck and i was like and you're gonna sit behind the drums and i remember seeing him for the first time with these like jazz flares flicking away but like i've, I've never he looks like a spider playing the drums it's the, <laughs> it's the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life but it's, yeah that is... it's one of the main reasons why i do play drums because if i was standing up playing guitar or bass i just wouldn't fit in most venues so i <laughs> you'd, need you'd have to sit i need to be <laughs> i need to be sat down so i can at least be looking normal height <laughs> jeez do you know that there, I, I read a statistic not too long ago that said that if you are over six foot ten or if you're six foot ten and, and above i should say there's like a 92% chance that you're in the NBA. Seb, are you in the NBA? <laughs> no. Hot <laughs> <Not> twist. Man! <laughs> basketball player come drummer. I, I, that would be amazing. I mean, I mean at, at, you know, obviously I, I did play when I was at college. Um, I sort of started when I was uh, at year nine. Um, I'm not sure how old, maybe 14 years old, 15. Um, and then sort of when I got to college, uh, which was sort of academy, national level um that was when uh basketball music are both fairly weekend things so i had to sort of choose um so unfortunately i chose music so uh, i think it's pretty fortunate for everyone else here yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you at least dunk it oh yeah yeah for sure yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he doesn't need to jump mate let's put it like that he just goes like this <laughs> Yeah, imagine being the 6'10 guy that can't dunk. Like, that would be an embarrassment. <laughs> That'd be the most embarrassing thing on earth. To be you fair, I've never seen quit. you jump. Yeah. <laughs> you may as well just quit if you can't dunk and you're that tall. <laughs> Is that why you quit? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Seb quits his lifelong dream of being in, in the NBA, joins this band, uh, you know, which I, I think, again better for all of us uh maybe not for sub but better for the rest of us and uh you're looking up at him steve and what yeah. else happens in, in this early life of the band so we're, we're in the practice room and we just kind of the, the rest of the boys look at each other and we're like yeah this is a guy the guy that's gonna step up and we we basically said to him i said look um we're really happy with with what you've done so far uh we've got a gig in two weeks you know it's a it's a small festival start can use it as a bit of a live audition and he was like yeah solid jumped in and then we did i think the next show after that was the first day of tour uh and we did 21 days straight back to back no days off uh through wow. uh, uh europe and the uk and i got to we got to day seven and i turned and said i think how many days had you done maximum in a row as a, a drummer in a band I've only ever done only just um, weekenders, fr Friday to Sunday. So yeah, only three three days in a row. Wow! So I got to so, day yeah. seven, and I look at him, and I I turned to our guitarist, and I was like, 
I, I think he hates us. And I also think he <laughs> hates music. <laughs> so It was just, um, it was just yeah. so difficult because it was the first time I'd played music abroad, first time I'd been in a van, you know, in that, in that um, situation. Oh, man, being playing. in a van for you has got to suck. Oh, man, yeah, a small van. We There was two vans, both with nine people in each, so every seat taken. The van we were in was the back six were facing each other and the guys i don't know why he was opposite me but the guy uh, the band that played after us he was basically as tall as me and we were sat opposite it was was i don't know why that's cruel we had to keep set we had to we had to sort of subconsciously be putting our legs in between each other's legs for for that long it was just just the whole looking back just the whole the whole situation is just that sounds like the start of some adult movie yeah, it does yeah <laughs> it, it, do, do you know what it reminded me of is like when you leave spaghetti in uh the pot for too long and it just kind of sticks together that's what they look like when they were getting out of the van <laughs> they like, uh. they're little spaghetti legs uh so oh. yeah that that was tricky but it definitely didn't make me hate music um it only made me want to tour more and more um, yeah but yeah it was it was just thrown into the whole thing so so quick from playing one show which was in Luton which was a couple of hours drive um so yeah playing 21 across mainland Europe yeah. that that tour was with I set my friends on fire you, you probably know might know the name mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah but, that was it yeah yeah and yeah that that was kind of like we that was his kind of induction into the the world and it was like right we we started playing some of the new material on that run and went i think we did the the tour then went straight into the studio did the did the ep with um a guy called ramesh um who has just done like bring me the horizons latest album wow and it was a it was a really great experience for us to kind of like channel this this new sound in the into the record and then we just started playing shows shows and shows and shows and getting experience exposing ourselves to new bands and we're quite an active on the like uk and europe circuit and we ended up getting the chance to go to eastern europe and russia for the very first time and i obviously now with the war going on it's absolutely horrendous what's going on in ukraine um and you know we've got a lot of friends out there because i say in, uh, ironically we it's the country we've probably been to most as a touring band but we ended up we we've got a, like a quite a big cohort of people that just love us over there and we've toured through eastern europe and russia and just off the back of this ep so it did really well and we signed to a, a label in eastern europe called Slitrick, um and they pushed that out um and then we we kind of just kept going and kept going and we were sat on this music and we were like right in a way right away and then went into the studio again and that's where we recorded our debut album guided and the thing was was we were like oh we've got to be seen to be playing playing shows and playing shows so we just kept playing shows and just wow. sat on this record for ages and we were like yeah yeah cool cool everyone knows all this stuff and then we were playing the new stuff live and we hadn't even recorded we hadn't even released the the the, the new stuff and we were <laughs> in a very odd odd scenario and then at the end of 2019 we we thought right this is when we release it and we're going to tour in 2020 and then boom covid <laughs> so <laughs> ain't that the way it goes man yeah leave it to um, a pandemic 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, um, being being big in in Eastern Europe and Russia specifically, I mean, those guys, they really want like a lot of free form uh, stage antics. They like a lot of like crazy shows. Are you guys a pretty crazy band live? Would you say? Uh, I mean, what do you reckon, Seb? Uh, like, like Mason and I haven't haven't had a chance to see you. Um, mm. I don't, I don't even know if I've seen uh, like a live video or anything either. Yeah, what do you guys think? So that very first gig I played, it wasn't Steve that was on vocals. It was a guy. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Who's our who's our now guitarist Jacob? But he was sort of just helping uh, guitar tech and etc. So he actually filled on vocal that night, sort of kept himself to himself on stage but when i'd seen the next time when steve was um fronting i was i was probably just watching everyone else way more than concentrating on playing the drums because i don't think i'd ever quite been involved in a band like that (laughs) and also seen one like that Uh, the more that first talk went on and on just thought there's something really sort of special here because no one moves about as much as well, we we do, and even though I'm sat down, I'm standing up. I'm doing all sorts behind the kit, um, and we haven't stopped doing that because that's one of our sort of USPs. But we don't force ourselves. It's it just we get so into it, yeah. and we just want the crowd to have such an amazing time to watch as well as listen. I think Seb's playing it down a little bit. It's chaos, <laughs> like it's, it's, and it's not even organised chaos. Like there are videos of me online with blood pouring out of my head. Oh um, man! Where, really? Yeah, Jack has gone in for a guitar swing. He's clipped me in the eye, and I've gone, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're good." And then I headbang is blood all over the front seat of the crowd. Oh my There's God. videos of me losing teeth with yes. uh, in in pits, like. If I can hang off something, I'll hang off something. If I can, I spend more time in the crowd than I because I want to mosh. Yeah, so I'm like, oh yeah, I just got a real it's a break tail coming. I'm just gonna jump around, and uh, yeah, I I I've only have wire. I've got wireless mic and um, in ears as well that so I can just run around. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's you know very rarely spend time on festival stages as well. The the I come off it and the stage is like 10 feet high. I'm like, I'm not getting back on it. So I'm just going to spend it in the crowd. I just, <laughs> I just really enjoy it. And I, I think I see everyone having so much fun down there and I'm like, I want to join them. So it's, mm. it's pretty chaotic. It's, it's really, really good fun. Are you like that at shows that aren't your own shows? Like if you go to a band, you really want to see a heavy band that you want to see. Are you in yeah. the pit the entire time too? <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I just want to have fun. Like any, like, who did I see? I'm trying to think of who I saw. I went to see if you get you guys know while she sleeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the last gig we went to before uh, another COVID outbreak happened was while she sleeps in September, and Seb and I went and we were kind of stood at the back and I start quite reserved and I was like, yeah, but this song's really good and I'm like <laughs> just straight in and I'm going absolutely going gangbusters for it. That's amazing. Seb, how does a seven foot tall dude uh, deal with viewing a, a metal show or a heavy heavy music show? Because ev- so you know you know everyone's looking at you, well, and, and they're I'm... probably hating you because your head's in their way. <laughs> so, I I guess I'm quite old because I prefer to 
stand at the back and watch the bands. Obviously, don't get me wrong, I have many a time gone into pits and, and jumped about and stuff, but more so now, I would prefer, I much prefer to stand at the back and actually watch the band. Mm. Um, so that I can stand at the back, I can stand really far back, still see everything fine. No one's annoyed. No one's tapping me on the shoulder going, do you mind if we sw- like switch over? So, yeah. Uh, quick question for you here as well, Zeb. Uh, Seb. I keep saying Zeb, I think. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Oh, it's but... fine. Anyways, <laughs> are you like every other drummer where you just constantly have to watch the drummer and maybe yeah. a little bit critique him? I mean, I I guess I, I think if you meet any drummer that says no, they're, they're very much lying because it's just a subconscious yeah subconscious thing i i guess my first my first thing when i watch someone else play is is very much a comparison is that how i look when i play yeah um that sort of thing and then i then i may, might start to actually um dissect the actual drumming a bit more what feels they're doing are they engaging with the crowd are they any good? Because obviously, I've seen a lot of bad drummers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, don't get me wrong. I do do like watching all the other members um, of bands. But, but yeah, I tend to just stand at the back and just directly at the drummer. <laughs> I think that's only a drum. I, I think that's like. Learn. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, only because I want to learn and just get better myself. So if I'm watching, yeah. a really outstanding player then I, I need to know how to draw some of that to my my plan for sure i i think uh i think drummers are probably like the most guilty of that though where you know guitarists are like yeah that's he's playing a good guitar you know singers are like yeah he, he's he's definitely working the crowd real well right now or or not um but drummers i mean it just seems like they're fixated on the drummer almost the entire time which i find to be absolutely fascinating yeah it's uh, weird it's really there. weird <laughs> steve do you do you watch the singers do you do you like try to like see what they're doing and maybe mimic them or 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 try to pick them apart a little bit i i watch the most animated person in the band i'm like so it's whoever looks like they're having the most fun because yeah. it's it, it's either the guitarist that's playing the power chords because they've got the easiest job and they're the one that's moving yeah. the most or the yeah exactly they're just like yeah yeah having a great time or yeah if this if the singer is like super interactive with the crowd i'm like yeah they know they know what's up like yeah (laughs) you want you want a front man don't you you want somebody to really kind of like excite the crowd so yeah it's it's hard not to to sort of take pointers off people that are just incredible what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So how did you guys get connected with FaceDown? FaceDown's a record label that Cullen and I have been listening to for probably 15 years or so. So we've been longtime FaceDown record label fans. How did you guys get connected with them? Is it a, a record label that you guys have been listening to at all prior? Or yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what was that? What was that relationship? Uh, the beginning of that relationship looking like? Yeah, so it definitely. I mean, from from a historical perspective, absolutely. Like you think of bands like Gideon, War of Ages, or today, like mega influence on us. Like especially Gideon, like absolutely like as as a whole our, our band are low-key obsessed with them we just just love them i think they're incredible i think when we 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 recorded guided and we started we, we were kind of like this is an album that we don't really know what we're doing with it like we said we sat on it for a, quite a while and our management at the time was like right we'll shop you out to to labels and um that's when face down initially kind of got in contact with us and they were like really like the album really like the, the content of the lyrics and the way that the album done uh, and it was like a we had some initial conversations then and um i think that like timing wise it didn't really work out for us it didn't really work out for them and we were kind of like we we realized we've been sat on it for quite a while and we we're just like let's get it out let's just put it out and see, see what it does and then we started to become a really productive over the last two years within covid and lockdown and stuff like that we did a small ep called press start to play it's like here's a stop gap while we write the next album and then in that period of time face down were very much like in in quite a bit of contact with us and we changed management and our manager greg who's who we call us the sixth member of the band now is was just pushing for it the whole time and we went into the studio and we recorded uh punishing myself before god does and peacekeeper there's two singles that we've just released and we sent them to face down and signed us off those two singles wow, so wow. Did, didn't even listen to the rest of the record and then we, we sent the rest of the record over and they were like oh, okay yeah like it's it, the it just kind of yeah the feedback we had from it was like okay this is yeah this is solid like it's very exciting so it's been a it's been a while and i think because we're an english band like there isn't that immediate connection you know you we're not we're we're a completely unknown quantity in america and the response that we had when we released peacekeeper was just like everyone was like who are these guys Uh, and then it was a lot of like 
oh my god they're from england like we've i don't think face down have ever had an english band right right and it was like yeah so i think that's been a big props and for us like looking at the the backdrop of all the bands that have been on there we were like they were signing to like this label so yeah it's been incredible i i think i know why the response was so warm right off the bat and i think what you guys have done masterfully is really kind of capture the essence of kind of the mid 2000s late or maybe like even early 2010s sound that everyone wants still and i'm not saying you guys are like ripoffs or anyone that, that that's not what i'm saying at all what mm. i'm saying is that you guys are kind of recapturing this 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 feeling this moment in time in which uh, heavy music really mattered to a lot of people before it was all cookie cuttery before it was all, um, you know, everyone using the same drum sound, everyone using the same guitar sound, every vocalist sounding the same, all the breakdowns sounding the same. This is, this is something different. And I think that the reason that, that people are so into it is because you guys are more pure, more authentic than a lot of the bands that we're seeing um, that we've seen for the last decade, you know, that that's, that's super, super important. And I know Mason and I both were like, who are these guys? This is awesome. This is what we want more of. Please more of this. Yeah. Just to add to that, Cullen and I were hanging out yesterday and we were listening to you guys. And my first thought was these guys sound like if sleeping giant and haste the day had a baby. Yes. That's exactly what we thought. <laughs> and I don't know if that's what you guys are going for or if that's a compliment, but that's what I got. But that's also, a big compliment. there's also a lot more uh, like nuanced motif there that is not exactly present on first listening, but as you listen more, especially from Seb, that you can tell Seb is not just a metal drummer. So just to just to add to some history, so this is only my second ever metal band. My first metal band were just from just from a local town. Um can't remember when that was now. So I joined I joined Coat in sort of end of twenty fifteen. So it was only a maybe a handful of months before then when I left the the previous metal band and that was only probably going for a year. And it was just so happened that I'd filmed a me um, drum recording one song from that other band that which was the video I sent to Coat um, and also a good email with punctuation and that was um, <laughs> that was what got it because after that Steve said the amount of submissions they had with people just going hi here you go here's a video yeah. um, but no I, I guess you know, off the back of that is all my other bands before have been sort of a couple of session bands covers jazz rock that's that's um, kind of what i think yeah. i'm picking up on I, I definitely hear some some jazz influence within your drum style that is very very fresh in this genre thank you very it, much man. i love thanks, it thanks man i love it it's it's funny because whenever uh, jack who's our pro primary songwriter does the demos he's does the demos with a certain drum beat and like i'll write all the lyrics to that demo yeah. and then obviously we go into the studio guitars are written Seb goes in and then obviously the vocals are done last I get into the studio after Seb has recorded the drums all the drums have changed 
like there's <laughs> there's a different tempo there's like there's a there's a different flair here and i'm like i have to i have to rewrite some of the lyrics in this bit because like it like said several we are I don't think you should write over that drum fill because I really like it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I really don't want to. So. so, so instead of lead singer syndrome, we have drummer syndrome, huh? Yeah, and this is what you were saying. You know, who's got the ego in the band? I think it's yeah. actually the drummer, mate. No, no, I, I can argue against that because I'm more than happy also to say, yes, let's chop out this fill. I don't let's, because the overall the overall song doesn't need that bit. <laughs> there's there's a lot of pain in his voice as he says it. So, oh, there was. I can chop out that one. <laughs> it's like which which finger do I not want the least? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys are with Face Down. What do you think about Face Down so far? We've interviewed lots of Face Down bands over the last year or so, and they have nothing but great things to say about the Duns and the rest of the Face Down family. Does it really feel like a family? Yeah. Oh, Seb, I'll let you answer this to begin with, yeah. I mean, yes, nice, simple answers, to be honest. Greg's our sixth member, and, you know, Jason and all the others are going to be seven, eight, nine, ten. So it's just, yeah, just the amount of support behind the scenes as well as sort of what you can see online is, is yeah, they're just so um, passionate as well as us about our music, which is, it's got to be the number one thing, isn't it? Um, they're not just in it for exposure or money or anything like that. It's the total opposite. It's, they really do care about putting out good music. And again, I, I think the biggest compliment for us is, is we're their first UK band, which was, I guess, enough enough in itself to go, you know, this is something special. I think as well, like, you know, our, our managers lives in Australia. And he's constantly coming. He's like, I have never, I've never dealt with a label that is so passionate. I've never, you know, had dealings with a with a team that are so into a band and so supportive of this band. And he's every every day, like, we'll get a message, and he's like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Normally, there's turmoil. Normally, there's trauma. There's, you know, just anger and issues he's like i have never seen anything like it and from our end it is just love it's devotion it's the the like the complex like, we think we come out of this with massive egos but we just feel so welcomed and so supported and it's just taken us again to that next level um confidence wise and, and with the music as well so it genuinely feels like a family and i think not only that, uh, from from the face down uh, like label itself and the Duns, who are incredible, but the bands as well. Like the the guys who are on the label now have all you know started following us and started right. messaging us and reaching out and posting about us. And it was like, when where do you ever see that on any right. other record label? Right, it, it it does not exist. Yeah, and I've never seen such such an abundance positivity like driven through a, a, a label and it is wild it is just wild 
Yeah, even like former bands that we'll chat with, you know, that haven't really done anything for years and they've moved on with their lives, like they even still feel very connected with mm. the Face Down family. And that's what's so cool is like they might have been disconnected now or not in a band, a Face Down band for 20 some years, but they still feel just as much a part of the family. It really is a true thing. The Face Down yeah. family is a real thing that exists. Yeah. Well, Definitely. I was. Um, I think uh, Saving Grace um, started following us on on Instagram, and they just DM'd us and went, "Kill a new track." Next three hours, I was just messaging them like off the bat, and we were just back and forth. I was like, "I've been listening to you guys for years. Like, I've looked up to you, and I'm just casually, you know, DM. We're just DMing each other <laughs> like we're we're besties," and I was like wow like this is this is wild so you know it, it's one of those things that you just don't see anywhere else it just doesn't exist so right. this is a completely unique environment to be in what can we expect with this new album you guys have already put out your debut album so this, it's not like this is the first thing that we're ever going to be able to listen to of confessions of a traitor but yeah, like what is it that you're maybe hoping to explore in this new album that maybe we haven't had the chance to hear from Confessions of a Traitor before? Anything new that we can expect? I think there's I think a just, lot. So go on, Seb, you Just go firstly, from a, from a who we're working with point of view is this is really, again, working with Greg, um, who yeah, has helped with uh, label shopping, but also been able to find us the right person to mix master produce all that side of things and yeah i mean i don't think we would have had the chance to work with andrew wade if it wasn't really for greg so yeah from from that side of things it's it's just pushed us to a, a whole nother level in itself with how much better we sound than previous um stuff um that's not to say that all the other people that have produced us before have been bad it's just andrew wade's very very good at what he does um and also then justin hill who's worked with art the coward um sixth yeah all those it's just been a great huge um sort of bucket list people who we've been able to to work with on these and like as soon as we came away from justin on the final vocal day we said you know we're going to be coming back to you next time same with andrew if he'll have us um <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's just the whole package has just been perfect to be honest and, and that's just you know that's just from the production side i think you know the fact that andrew wade wanted to work like the moment that got thrown in the mixer you're like you've you've just recorded wage wars latest album and a day to remember's latest album and now you just now you want to mess around with a couple of groms from london i was like some some sweaty hardcore kids from london like all right their yeah, sound <laughs> i don't know what you're in for but like <laughs> justin who did the the vocal production pushed myself and jacob to another level like the melodies that i'd come in with it was like right okay so how can we make that mu that much better and there were there were songs that we went in with that we were you know it was they were they were written they were fully done and then it was like well actually how about this and we started to move bits around and they evolved and they just turned into different beasts and i think you know we look at the amount of sort of love and passion we put into this record like it's it's a very very personal record and i think you look at 
it's it's definitely not a statement of you know how any one individual feels it is you look at the period of time that we've just gone through as a as a nation as a as a as a as, a, as the world in these last two years it's not a commentary on that as such but it's a, a reflection on how it made us feel and the things that happened during that period of time so friendships relationships family and and how things broke down and built up and it is all that went into that is just raw emotion and that comes out in you know we've got there's a couple of tracks coming up that we're going to be releasing as singles that are just you know it's pain in 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 audible format and it is that raw expression of how the five of us felt during probably you know probably some of the hardest times we will ever face as as humans you know just as an example i caught covid three times and i ended up in the oh back of God. an ambulance on a ventilator at one point so i was wow. really really bad really really ill i'm i'm still under investigation for uh, uh cognitive issues and um and epilepsy as well because of having covid wow. and it was like you know there's there's lyrics written in that about how i acutely felt at, at certain certain points in time and you know it's one of these things where it's like okay cool that's what's in the record but from from there it's like we you know we're having conversations already prior to this being released about touring getting over to australia getting back into europe again uh, get, and you know there's you know talk of how we're going to get over to america because ultimately it has to happen and you know we, we as a band are not just going to sit here and go oh you know here's a record we are going to push this and push this and push this and from the response that we've had and you look at the comments on the videos you know some of the things that are coming through you're like this is incredible you're we're, we're touching we're touching people already and we want to be able to display this live because it's this one thing to listen to it but you you've asked the question around you know what's your live show like well, to see it is chaos, and it's going to be like, right, here's the wall of sound, and then here's here's me, Jack, and Jacob, and Tony, just it all up in you, and it it's just a completely different experience. So, you know, it's it's the combination of raw emotion and 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 visceral sound within a live show around the world is 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 how we want to market it. Yeah, I want to see you bleeding to these songs at some point. <laughs> oh. Don't don't you worry about it. <laughs> it, won't, it won't be long before a guitar's come across my forehead. I, I don't want you catching any more COVID from these songs. Though, so. Oh mate, like, I, <laughs> please like, don't I'm do still, that. I'm I'm still wearing a mask everywhere. Like I'm the only person in the venue at the moment wearing a mask. And they're all looking at me, and I'm like, I've had it three times. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I want to say thank you. You guys, uh, um, or, or whoever we were working through here, they they uh, sent us a, pre, a pre-listen. Those are the good folks from Face Down, by the way, that did that. Yes, indeed. The song Forever Hollow, when people get to hear that song, followed by the song Peacekeeper, they're going to lose their shit. <laughs> they're going to lose it completely. It's It's such a left turn that plays so well. And, um, I have to say, it's like, it's like one of the most solid middle parts of an album I, I've heard in the last decade. It's so, so good. Just, just one question. Did you, did you get goosebumps when you heard it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause every time we still listen to it and we've heard it hundreds of times, we, 
I still get goosebumps at the same point in the song. Yeah, I was I was in my car. I was in my car and it was eighty five degrees out, and I immediately had goosebumps, which is not you know, that's that's insane. You could you could feel you can feel everything that that you were just talking about, Stephen, in that song. So, I think that people are going to be absolutely engulfed in this record when it comes out. I well, I listen. I can't thank you enough for that because that that's 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 made me feel emotional now because that i think you know when you look at that that song as as a collective is is the band's favorite and it's like right okay we can't wait to un- like unleash that and we we recorded the music video for that about three or four weeks ago and it's like you're, you're talking about i'm not gonna spoil what it is because you want, want you guys to see it but it's like you know you're talking about that kind of like oh right it's almost kind of harking back to that 2008 early early sort of noughties um raw sound that people are crying out for well we thought we'd honor that in what the music video is as well so it'll see it's it's good it's good so you know we're very excited to to get that one out and you know i won't spoil it but there's a pretty cool feature on there as well from a from a band that we again are absolutely obsessed with so uh, yeah i think you Um, might know the feature though because you've been given the tracks yeah yeah you should just yeah yeah. yeah. i think uh, i I think we got i think we know who the feature is mason and i but we'll 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 leave that to the fans to discover for the for the yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cullen, should we do top five? Yeah, I think it's time to do top five. Um... Now, the way we do this is it's sort of chronological, if you can. So, like, through your life, you know, what what albums changed the way you thought about music, thought about life, so on and so forth. Um, But what we'll do is we'll go back and forth between you. Does that work for you guys? Yeah, it's all good. Cool. Who wants to start? Seb, do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, if you want to go in chronological, Steve is considerably older than me, so his... (laughs) his, (laughs) His album is going to be probably before, you know, when I was about five. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so I think, yeah, my my first one is, it was the first ever physical CD I bought from the shop, which was American Idiot Green Day. Oh. And so I'm in a punk band as well. And um, I just love the, I use the word freedom of just, hitting the drums as hard and as fast as you can without having to worry about 
when you specifically look at um older punk it's just not really in time it's just you know just um one two three four in and that's that was the first how yeah like i say the first album i bought and i just played it front to back for ages and ages and it was the first album i learned front to back when i when i was learning drums in my bedroom so that that's why it really sticks in my mind because it was you know help me learn drums not because you felt self-righteous as a brit that there's an album out there called american idiot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right steve let's hear yours your first one. Well, i was i was gonna roll with you know the, the cool one and then Seb, seb's like oh the first album i ever bought and i was like oh i just thought you know i'll drop this one is the do you know what the first album i ever bought was it was Destiny's Child Survivor. Ah, and you, I was going to say Spice about, Girls, but you know yeah, what? I was, that's close. It was very close, but <laughs> Destiny's Child, because I thought I was an independent woman. And I, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I was like, I remember, that's not the influential album. It was going to be Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory, and I was like, oh, again, it's a bit cliche. No, great, I remember, great picks though. Yeah. Kill Switch Engage, Alive or Just Breathing. Yes. And I remember my uh we were getting some building work done at home uh my parents were and the builder was like just like oh, and i was like what are you listening to and it was like you need this and he burnt me a, a copy of this album and i put it in my cd player and i was like what is this and i just remember jesse leach screaming in my ears and i was like oh and it just it i was listening to like new metal you know you corn thinking parts everything like that and then I started to drift towards like kind of a lighter rock, and then that just went mm, absolutely no, mate. You're 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 going this way, and it just defined absolutely everything in regards to what I was listening to there on moving forward. Dude, that's great pick, great first pick, uh, yeah. Sebastian. Your second one. So yeah, my second one is is a Lincoln Park. Um, it's it's two albums by them. It's Minutes to Midnight and. Meteor. Mm. Um, I think I remember we, my, me and my family, were on holiday, and we went into the local HMV, and uh, the Minister Midnight CD was the very first rack as you walked in the door, and I remember the logo being it was quite sort of spiky, and I thought you know that's like a typical, a typical sort of rock band logo. But then the image is white with the six guys uh, as silhouettes. And I just thought that's a great contrast because if you took away the logo, it looks, you know, it looks like a boy band. And then again, I just, as soon as we got back to the place we were staying, I just listened to that front to back. And again, it was just, just, yeah, just changed the way I listened to, listen to songs and how I think it changed the way I actually sort of enjoyed listening to structures of songs and it was one of the first albums where I was more dissective about not just the instruments but all the added sounds and what else mm -hmm. is going on um and then yeah Meteor was just again the album artwork I love and sort of similar reasons really it was just such a phenomenal every track was just mind-blowing really you know, still listen to it now. Just to get those 
just still to enjoy the songs, but also to get that sort of nostalgia back of me, yeah, me learning drums in my bedroom. And yeah, just, I can't remember how old I was, just being maybe 13 or 12 or something. And just you're knowing gonna, that you're drums... Gonna make, you're going to make the listeners cry, mate. They're going to think of little baby Seb. <laughs> baby Seb. Was he six foot ten when he was born? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Drumming away. Was he the drumstick because he was so long? Just you don't know. <laughs> those those couple of first albums are just made maybe know how maybe know that I wanted to play drums for as long as I could. Yeah, P- picking it over basketball even. That's 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 powerful, man. <laughs> the power of Lincoln Park. <laughs> All right, Steve, number two. Porter's head. Mm. Dummy. I'm a big, big I, I remember like trawling across the internet uh, as a kid and just stumbling across this absolutely haunting woman's voice and the 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 trip hop but beth gibbons like just just like it's gonna sound super cliche it just spoke to my soul like it just went through me and i as a child had no idea what i was listening to it was all over the place it was you know booming bass really subtle with her vocals and it was like this contrast to what i was listening to you know that, that I, you know i was a lot of offspring some 41 and then i remember hearing that and being like Whoa, what like absolutely oh, yeah. kind of transformed the way that i thought music was played and you know how it could be listened to if, like hyper energetic stuff to this really like soft depressing like undertone like it's not all pop punk pizza parties it was like you know life, life's gonna hit you <laughs> and you're not gonna like it sometimes <laughs> um so yeah porter said dummy is is one of the most sort of transformative albums i've ever listened to very cool very cool seb your next one so we've sort of gone from lincoln park to we're going to wage war but there's there's quite a big gap in between now i think i only first came across wager when um i found blueprints and um i honestly can't even remember how i found them now i think it just might have been just sitting on youtube for hours and it came up as a a recommended or something um but yeah that that quickly became the thing the only thing i listened to for ages and ages and in my opinion everything they've released since has just been the next step up and they're they're by far you know sort of my top three favorite bands mm. um and again because obviously i'm fixated on the drummer um steven is just just love watching him play i'm just i mean this steven can't even hit a drum so <laughs> <laughs> i'll always get on the drum kit and practice and i'll be like <laughs> no idea what i'm doing no idea <laughs> But I'm always watching. I'm always watching Wage War live videos. But yeah, Blueprints just really hit hit me in a different way with that modern metalcore, um, especially with all the breakdowns and yeah, I, I don't know really. It's just just the whole thing, the whole album for me is just. Did you see the kind of sick joke that ended up happening um, after the Ukraine uh, crisis kind of kicked off? Um, where Ginger, a band from Ukraine, 
Yeah. They had to kind of drop out of a festival in order to, you know, kind of deal with everything. Um, the band that took their place was Wage War. <laughs> oh, darn. Oh. Is that not like that the most is... like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh at it, but also like, ooh. <laughs> it's yeah. hard not to. Um, no, I, but, I, I, I hadn't heard of that, actually. I don't yeah. See that. Yeah. It was, it was like, eh, maybe we should pick a different band, guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is that is unfortunate naming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Next one. Um, I'm just looking at my list now, and it's uh, Tall Lateralis. Oh, oh. man. Yeah. Got Big. Me. Like you, like you look at all of the ones that have got you. Got anemia. You've got opiate. You've got um 10,000 days and it just that it was at that time like schisms on it parabol parabola yes. and like i i it's it's one of the only albums that i can listen to front to back without changing a single song and you're talking about enigmatic frontmen maynard james keenan is the the epitome of all things like a frontman should be he's weird he's charismatic he's an incredible vocalist and he makes wine for a, for a living like, that's <laughs> apparently just all he does is talk about wine now uh yeah. but yeah a humongous influence on me that album and again was like within the sort of transformative years again you're, you're listening to a lot of high energy music and then that comes along it's big and booming and they start watching videos of him online and it's just it it's four people that make such a tremendous sound it's like how how can you do that and it is it's i've seen them live a couple of times and it's not it's not a show it's an experience yeah it's just incredible so yeah lateralis by tool i love tool i just man their fandom sucks so much <laughs> god <laughs> real bad they're just like like, yeah they're like the worst evangelists in the entire world for yeah for something that should not be evangelized like that (laughs) it's just so (laughs) it's so upsetting (laughs) i didn't realize how bad it was until they put all their music on spotify yeah and everyone's like oh like if you don't like them as much as i do then you're not a tool fan exactly just exactly i just dip it like now i dip in and dip out like because if you want to listen to tool You've got to you've got to be there for about an hour because you're like if no no, no song is under like nineteen minutes so That's you're like true. like I've got I'm, I'm in for a session now you're not you know <laughs> I'll go I'll go, I'll go on a long road trip and I'll 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 have only got halfway through the first album so <laughs> um, every time we them. every time we say the band name tour we have to say our fun fact about Tony yeah um, the <laughs> The end of last year, he was in the top three percent of listeners of Soul on Spotify. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, you're talking about evangelizing a band, like he is. Like, every, every time he plugs his bass in, you hear the the opening line, forty six until yeah, and you're like, like I am becoming, I'm wearing thin with hearing this song. <laughs> oh man! All right, Seb, let's hear it. Another one. Cool. So my last. My last one is You Are We by While She Sleeps. Mm. I think for me that was um that was the the sort of turning point album. I think the the one before that was brainwashed and that was way more into the the heart, you know, the hardcore 
side of the sound and then UOE was just totally different with all the gang vocals and all the not slow parts but you know just just less going on and I yeah I think on that album cycle when they toured UK um saw them a couple of times and it was again they're just incredible live and yeah I was just just blown away really by their timing um the amount of I think they all they all sing apart from the drummer and it's just amazing blend of vocal and they're just just so nice like how they've got to where they have by creating such a family fan base um to support them is is unreal and then yeah every album after that i've just loved as well so just love the band yeah great 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 band i, I love yeah. the, the fact you brought up the gang vocals aspect um uh, that, that's something that you guys do very very well as well um mm-hmm. also appreciative to hear that again it feels like it's been a while since we've heard like good gang vocals so yeah, normally okay. it's just chanting in the background. It's uh, <laughs> the um, electric callboy uh, songs at the moment where they're just like... Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> Sounds like a football chart. I love them to bits. I think they're incredible. All right, Steve. Your turn. Um, my next one is... I had, to, I had to go with a big classic, Parkway Drive, Deep Blue. Ooh, yeah. I just... I, I think at that time they're just off the back of horizons and i remember hearing sleepwalker for the first time and i was like best metalcore band in the world like without a doubt and that album again i can listen to back to front you know it is just sensational i think yeah again it's the riffs that were coming out the breakdowns that were happening the the noodling on the guitars like you can you hear karma the moment you hear someone says parkway drive karma you can hear the solo and you can yes. see jeff sitting on the surfboard going <laughs> and you're like uh that video is unbelievable and i just think that they are the epitome of like what a, a metalcore band should be like they're out having a really good time they're like just so good at what they do and it's raw and it's full of emotion i i just love that record um like they've they've kind of shifted what they sound like now and i i I love it i think it's great but i will always hop back to that being my favorite and uh, like i remember hearing horizons for the first time and i was i liked heavy stuff but the opening uh siren song that blast beat i was like i've never heard anything so heavy in my life is this too heavy for me and then it (laughs) comes into that riff afterwards and you're like oh mate these guys know what's up but yeah i think deep blue is kind of like the pinnacle of that sound and that's kind of where i i kind of really captured it mm. i dig yeah. that i dig is that, that all lot, is man. that five for each uh no i've got yeah. uh, seb, seb took two at once so yeah. i'm gonna check oh, the right. last one uh and my last one's uh being as an ocean dear god Ooh. oh yeah dang man you got a real interesting uh, uh both of you guys but uh you guys have a very interesting uh, array of different albums here yeah, I've, I've got. I, I listen to a lot of a lot of different stuff, and I, uh, my big thing at the moment is synthwave. Mm. So I'm listening to a lot of um, 
the midnight and dance with the dead uh i just think they're amazing i think it's because strange things is out at the moment and uh <laughs> i'm just like yeah 80s man 80s let's go <laughs> um but being as an ocean just encapsulate emotion in sound yeah. and you know from the singing the screaming to the spoken word and i remember hearing the clean guitars oh and joel just going absolutely mental over the top of this like ding, ding, and he's just going Rah! and you're like what is happening i've never heard anything like this in my life and it like what he says how he portrays it is just unbelievable and i, I i've seen them live more times than i can count and we've supported them as well and i remember i remember when we support them at this tiny little venue in london and joel came up to me and he was like yo man guys are real sick and i was like (laughs) (laughs) i I was like i never lose face in front of people but like to have one of your absolute idols like tell you you're really oh it's just like and it wasn't like you know yeah you're you're you the way you kind of pat a band on the back you're like yeah six set and then walk off like he chatted to me and i could not get words out i was like i everything you do i just love so yeah just i think that album is just unbelievable and that band are perfect guys and we love their and we love their music videos as well don't we yeah 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 <laughs> also great picks guys uh really really solid list um i think it's interesting to hear where you guys come from in terms of your inspirations and, and what you listen to and what kind of music you make there's obviously elements in there but there i think there's a lot of stuff that you guys have maybe decidedly left out in terms of your own music as well and uh that's that's kind of that's kind of a tough thing to do that's that's cool though it is like i remember when we first started writing music uh, especially t- tony who loves tool he like all songs were like five six seven minutes long and it's like I, and when you when you're a hardcore band like a metalcore band you know, it's like thumping away and you're like i've oh, got to keep this energy up seven minutes and it was like, no, just got to pull stuff out. And they were like, We've got another riff that could go in here, followed by another riff. And it was just like, <laughs> like we're not, we're not a metalcore version at all. Let's just put it like that. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you, you now kind of refine what you want to sound like and mm. put it into a, a bit more of a tight package rather than going, well, let's throw everything at this one song and try and make it sound as good as it can be. But yeah, it's um, it is it is tough because you listen to so many different bands and you get like i get obsessed with with a band for a short while and i'm like how could we make ourselves sound like that and then i have to take myself out of that and be like but ultimately like i know i'm kind of like fixating on that individual (laughs) for a little while and i'll I'll move on and they'll become part of the rotation but yeah it it is difficult it's definitely difficult because there's when you when you ask for top five albums i was like i could chuck in like radiohead like again complete like completely out of left field so yeah no i agree it is tough and you know the guys as well like jack who's our main songwriter all he listens to is um uh country and western <laughs> that's really? it that's all he listens to is country wow. and western and uh him and i have this uh absolute love child over synthwave at the moment so yeah it's it like the influences are really and, and most of the time when we're in the tour van we listen to Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift. Like we, we, I 
like J- Jacob loves like metal and one of his favorite band is all burns red every time we get in the van he's like yeah, put on. and we, you've just come from a show you've watched five bands you've played yourself you can't hear and then he's trying to play metal and i'm like bro just put on right just now. put on a bit of tay put on the weekend uh, let's just jam to a bit of the weekends you know let's chill out uh so yeah it's you know it's exclusively <laughs> pop and synth wave in the in the van when we go on tour <laughs> I that's amazing it. that's it, i think i think a lot of people would be surprised at the bands that people listen to that are in bands especially hardcore bands and heavy metal yeah. bands and Ma- one of mason and i's favorite bands is the chariot not not yes. sure if you guys are familiar okay yeah, yeah 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 um the chariot almost exclusively listened to like indie pop yeah while they were in the band <laughs> i could i could see that yeah, and and it's it's you couldn't get any more different of a genre uh, in terms of what they play to what they listen to, but I love it. Um, all right, guys, uh, it is time for plugs. Uh, what would you like to plug? When's the album coming out? Punishing myself before God does. Uh, when can we expect that out on shelves uh, uh, and in the digital uh, wave space? So, uh, punishing myself before God does comes out on the sixteenth of September. It's a Friday. Yeah, uh, and I know we are going to be putting out a number of singles before that as well. So the the first two that you've heard, Peacekeeper and the title track, Punishing Myself Before God Does, they're out now. So go have a listen to them if you haven't already. We, like I said, we've got a couple more singles coming out, and you guys have pointed out your favorite track on the album, and it's ours as well. So that'll be coming fairly soon. Um, we will be having uh pre-orders merchandise online that'll be you know face down have got we'll have their shop for america and we'll have our shop for europe so wherever you want to order um these will be coming out in the next few weeks Uh, it's looking very sharp there'll be digital cd vinyl everything like that so all those packages will be coming out and then yeah it'll be once the album's dropped we will be coming across the pond uh, I'll make it my life's mission to play shows in uh, in the States, um, whether I have to beg, borrow, steal, or hide in some luggage to get over there. We, we will be playing <laughs> over there. So yeah, um, keep an eye out. Uh, we're you know we're particularly active online, so um, come come say hey. Um, and you know if you catch us in a in a breakfast bar, we'll more than happily play a show for you. <laughs> love that uh if uh, our listeners haven't seen yet coat here has 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 definitely played uh to a brunch crowd before yeah. um uh it's it's quite a video Probably even also, earlier than brunch yeah even earlier than but actually just straight yeah. up breakfast straight up breakfast. Yeah. yeah it was 8 a.m 8 a.m in a cafe Jeez. in romania <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of which anything you anything else you'd like to plug well you know it it's come to our attention that that video is not going to leave us. So we thought we'd embrace it. And um, in the UK, we're going to be opening up a, uh, a breakfast breakdown cafe for bands to play exclusively. Um, nice. So you can have, uh, yeah, we, we, we're, we're going through the naming at the moment of what the, the breakfast foods are, but the uh, cafe is going to be called the crab core cafe. Um, and it's going to be open up in London. There'll be a pop-up shop, but we're we're going through the naming conventions of uh, different uh, breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. So uh, if you've got any suggestions, let us know, and we could name them after some famous bands. Well, you guys definitely have to have some sort of crab cakes, right? 
Yeah, <laughs> crusty crab cakes. Our first bandana attack attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> also, I would imagine bands are going to be playing at like eight a.m. at this at uh, this. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah. You need I to think, get the guy. I, I don't know if you've seen this video, but you need to get the guy that's like, "What the fuck is up, Denny's?" Because yeah. that band <laughs> has to be there. Do you know what? If if anyone can put us in contact with who that band is, and we will do a Denny's <laughs> breakfast uh, tour through the states, because I, if if we can say that every morning to the breakfast crowd, I, I am I'm all over that. Like I I, I will go. You know, we 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 have got a saying in the band now. We play for pancakes. That's play for it. pancakes. Yeah, play for pancakes. So uh, <laughs> if that's not being chanted at us, I've actually been fed several times since that video has come out on stage. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've got I'm not the size of a house. I've got a lot of chickens. Maybe uh, when you guys play in, um, when you guys play here in in the states, I'll I'll, I'll just bring a couple cartons of eggs and I'll give them. Yeah. To, I'll pass them out and we'll throw yeah. them up there and uh, we'll, we'll see if we get kicked out of the venue. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're really looking forward to not only the album, but whenever you guys are able to get across the pond and play here in America, we definitely have to go to a show. Uh, like I, I'm really anticipating some bloody faces from you. Uh, Steven, oh, so like I, we, we have I'm, to be there I'm to see in person. Not an aggressive person. It just happens to me. So, you know, you guys will be safe in the crowd. I'm the one that gets injured. So <laughs> it just happens. Well, we're looking forward to it, and we're also looking forward to maybe playing some basketball against Seb too. Yeah, I mean, I need to brush up because it's been a while. But um, well, we're not very good, so you probably won't need to brush up. <laughs> okay, I won't bother then. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we look forward to all the things that are going to be coming out of the Confessions of a Trader camp here soon. And uh, thank you guys so much for chatting a little bit more about it. Amazing. Thank you guys so much so... for having us. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we, we will meet up and we will have pancakes. Awesome. Yeah.